We are back again with another episode of Sext and the City. This time we are talking Season 1, Episode 10, The Baby Shower. I had the pleasure of interviewing one of the realest people I know. She's so honest and tells it like it is. Um, both just as a person and as a mother. So she's giving you all the good, the bad, the fun, and the ugly of pregnancy, motherhood, and how it changes you overall. This episode definitely doesn't disappoint. She does not hold back one bit. Check it out. So today we are talking about the baby shower episode on Sex in the City, where Carrie and the girls are invited to the baby shower of a woman they used to party with. This episode covers the baby shower, and Carrie is worried she might be next because she's late on her period. So first of all, who are you most similar to for the four characters of Sex in the City? So, uh, it's very hard. It was very hard for me when I was thinking about this. I want to say now, but now that I've had children, I'm more like a mix of all of them. But before I had kids, I was more, I hate to say it, but I was more like Samantha. Just like wanted to have fun, weren't worried about it. Yeah, weren't worried about anything to do with life except we're having fun and pretty much doing whatever I wanted to do. That's fair. That's, I mean, like, of all the characters I want to be, I want to be Samantha the most because I'm definitely Carrie in the sense that I will overanalyze anything, and it's really annoying. Yeah, see, before, so before I had kids, I really didn't question anything. I didn't think about really the consequences of my actions or any of that, but now I literally overlyze and overanalyze and overthink everything. There is like even just what I'm getting to drink. I will just sit there and think about how is this going to affect me earlier today? Like even just a cup of coffee at 12 o'clock, I'm thinking, all right, now I'm going to be up all night when I know that my kids are going to be up at the crack of dawn. So even just the smallest things, but back before I was definitely Samantha. I was out having all the fun, doing whatever I wanted and, not really caring about what's going to happen from the things that I do or how they might affect other people, the things that I do. Yeah. And so, so Carrie is late on her period in this and wonders if she's next and if she isn't sure she's ready to be a mother. Um, She's not sure she would be good at it and doesn't know if she has a maternal instinct and kind of um, the example she gives is, when she got mad at Barbie, she shaved her head. And so kind of when you were in your Samantha phase and then you found out you were going to be a mom, were you worried you weren't ready? I was very worried. Um, I was 20 and I was in college and I was living in Nashville. So I was having a good time and pretty much doing my own thing and wasn't really too worried about anything. And Also, before I got pregnant, I was pretty sure I was never having kids. I was hell-bent on never having any kids at all. And I wasn't one of those people who, you know, when you say that, people will say, um, oh, you'll change your mind. I was not going to change my mind at all. So when I got pregnant, I was very worried that 
uh, it was going to be hard for me to want something that I didn't think that I would ever want, had ever wanted, would ever want. So I really struggled with that pretty much the whole time I was pregnant because I was so worried about whether or not I was going to love my child like I thought that she needed to be loved because I didn't think that I was ready or was ever going to be ready or ever wanted to be a mother at all. I was very, like I said, I was like Samantha. I was very selfish. I was into having fun and doing what I wanted to do on my own time and not worrying about anything or anyone, honestly. So you would say like throughout the whole entire pregnancy, you just like were still not feeling maternal. And was it like when they put the baby in your arms and you knew you were kind of responsible for another life now that that's when it clicked for you? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so what I, I mean, it's not that I didn't feel like connected or happy or excited about the situation. I mean, I still got happy when I felt her kicks and when we went to the ultrasounds and buying all the stuff and getting ready, I was excited and, but I was still just nervous. And I mean, I was 20, so I was a little younger, but <clears throat> I was still extremely nervous and worried that I couldn't give her the life that I felt like she needed because I didn't feel like I was in the right mindset, I guess. And people always will tell you, you don't know the love of a child and until you have one and you never know how much you're going to love your kid and all this. And you really don't, but you think that you'll know. And the whole time that you're pregnant, you're like, Oh, I love this baby already. But you literally do not know like the amount of just overpouring love and emotion that you feel until they hand you your baby and <clears throat> you hold it for the first time. It's like a totally I wish I could just put into words the feelings because it's it's a totally different experience. And it's like even when I was pregnant, the whole time I was like, I'm not breastfeeding. I don't want to breastfeed. I don't want my boobs to get saggy. That was literally my main reason for not wanting to breastfeed. And when they had her, I didn't even think, like when they laid her on me, I didn't even think twice about it. And I just started breastfeeding her. So up until I was about to deliver I was still so stuck on I'm not breastfeeding but it just I just did it as soon as I had her I don't know why or what but I just immediately attached her and that was something I didn't think that I would ever do I was so against it the whole time I was pregnant so and then when I had her I just wanted to do it it just kicked in it's it's weird I wish I could explain it but you really just it's a whole different meaning you'll think you're ready to be a mom and you think you're so excited and just you think you love your child so much but you really have no idea until you actually go through the birth and then you see it and you're just crying all these happy tears and they just come out the middle of nowhere and it's it's a crazy experience but it's definitely worth it so I don't I do feel like you don't really have that maternal instinct honestly even if you think that you do like even if you think that you're going like you know going in I didn't want I didn't before I had got pregnant, I didn't want children. So, but I feel like even if before, like, you know, that you want children and you know, you're ready to be a mom, I still don't think it really kicks in until you actually have it and it's here and you see it and get to experience that portion of it. It almost sounds like some sort of like an animal instinct. Like no one can teach an animal how to be a parent, but it's just like, once it becomes one, like it knows what to do. And that's exactly, I've, 100% agree with that. You don't have any idea, but you just pick it up. Like you just learn 
you just know what to do as soon as it comes out. Like, like I said, I was lived in Nashville, so I didn't have a lot of family around when I got home from the hospital and had her and all that, but I rocked that shit. Like there was no tomorrow. I just knew what to do. And I knew that my decisions were the best for her. And I mean, you yeah, it's like animal. That's, I mean, we're animals. So it's honestly the same thing. I mean, you, you just know what to do once you have it. Yeah. It's all about wanting to do it though. If you have the want to do it. That's true. Cause some people like, maybe it clicks for them that they are responsible for a child now and like raising someone, but they just still don't care. And I think like this kind of goes into what my next question would be is if you're worried about being able to stay yourself or how you'll change and the sacrifices you'll make. And I think it's kind of that position of you are a mother now, like, are you willing to sacrifice all the things that you loved before and still like try to hold on to yourself while still trying to be um, a parent and it's what people are willing to give up or not? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's um, so it's hard to, cause you change so much. Like you might not want to admit or think that you do, but once you become a parent, you, and you don't even see the changes and you don't actually even like try to change, but, it it just happens. You just do. There's so many things that I did before I was a parent that is so like unattractive to me now. Like there's things that I wouldn't even think about doing or think about saying, or there's parts of my personality that have changed since I became a parent. And yeah, it's all about whether or not you want to sacrifice those things or whether or not you want to change for that child. So you definitely, you lose a little bit of yourself but I think you lose it for the better. I think you lose the things that you needed to lose because then you also change in good ways as well. Yeah. And I feel like maybe people that aren't willing to change, it's like they're trying to hold on to something that isn't real in a way. Yeah. They're trying to hang on to their youth or hang on to the things that they did before when they didn't have any responsibilities. And, you know, that's a huge responsibility. That's another human that you have to take care of and some people aren't ready to change who they were before to give up the things that made them happy before for the child's happiness because there's things that I have to do that I don't necessarily want to do for my kids for their happiness like I might be unhappy doing these things but they're happy so that's the sacrifice and the change that I made for them And it's kind of making room for a new sort of happiness too. Like maybe before like going out to a party and hanging out with your friends till four in the morning did make you happy, but maybe now, you know, being sober and being able to see your baby have a milestone, like that's your new happiness. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And there's things that you would think that you would miss that you don't necessarily miss. Like, so when I had her, I was 20 and, I was going out and having a good time. And so I, before I even turned 21 and was legally able to go out and do things like after that, that was not appeasing to me that all those things that I did and that I liked to do before, I didn't necessarily like to do them anymore. They just weren't fun to me. And I'm still the same way. I really don't like going out to bars now. And every now and again, I will, I'll go out and I'll have a drink and, it's all fine and dandy, but it's 
I'm usually just counting the time until it's ready, till I'm ready to go back home. Like, cause I try so hard to still be sociable and still have a social life and go out and do things and not just spend all my time consumed on my children. But honestly, I, it's not my thing anymore. I don't necessarily like to go out and have a drink. And honestly, by the time that I'm done doing everything that needs to be done with them and then the time it takes me to get ready and I necessarily don't have the energy or the motive to go out and get ready and get dressed and have a drink and I really just want to lay on the couch and watch crappy tv and eat cookies and relax so the last thing I really want to do is go out but it's like I said so when I had her all that stuff did not seem important to me anymore or I had no I didn't, I didn't want to do it. I did just had no want to actually go out and do all these things and party and live it up. And that was no longer anything that was important to me. Were there any promises you made, like when you found out you were pregnant for how you would be as a mother and how you would raise your child? Cause I know you said you, you like didn't really want any, but was there still something that you were like, well, I will be this way and I will raise my child like this. For sure. Um, I feel like everybody does that. There was things, let's see, for instance, um, so with my first child, I pretty much did everything that I said I was going to do. Like I said, my kid's not going to have juice. She's not going to have sugar. She's not going to have any of that until she's a year old. And I'll never give in if my child's pitching a fit in the store and, you know, just certain little things like that. But then, the older they get and then the more kids you have, all of that kind of goes out the window. So I had a second daughter when my first daughter was two almost. So she was still young and she was still in that temper tantrum stage and all of that. And my first child, she didn't have sugar before then. And she didn't, we were on a tight schedule and she ate at this time and she went to sleep at this time and whatnot. And with my second child, that all of that just, changed like the whole ball game changed because now I couldn't spend so much time focused on her schedule and focused on what I wasn't going to let her do and what I was going to let her do because I had another child to watch over at the same time and like another thing I swore that my child was never going to have a tablet or an iPad or none of that and all of my children have gotten iPads at two years old and you know, you say that your child won't do this and you won't do that, but <laughs> your child's going to kind of laugh in your face at that and <laughs> make sure. you change things. And I swore that my kids would never pick, pitch a fit in the middle of a store for a toy and me get the toy. And I have done that plenty of times so that I can avoid a temper tantrum in the store because sometimes it's just easier to give in than it is to deal with the fight that comes with it because you get to the store and people will be staring at you and your kids screaming and yelling and you just want them to shut up so that everyone will stop <laughs> looking at you and you swore they were never going to do that but they let you know that's that's gonna happen and you have four so you're like really outnumbered <laughs> I am I'm so outnumbered and it's that's why I'm like I don't I try not to take them everywhere by their, by myself all at one time because it's, it's a mess. I mean, it's, it's a mess for sure. And 
it's not even the fact that there's four of them. It's the fact that they are so close in age. So I thought that I was having friends from my, like my friend, my siblings, my kids were going to be siblings and friends, but they are enemies more or less because they fight constantly. So I do wish that I would have had them further apart and it might have been a little bit easier, but it's definitely hard with four out in public because you got one going this way and one going that way and it can be a little bit of a circus in there for sure so you know sometimes you just got to do what you got to do and give them what they want so that this situation that you're in or like if we're at the store or whatnot goes a lot smoother yeah you'll never make it out if you don't make some compromises yeah never never What's There's the been times where I left a whole buggy of groceries just sitting in the middle of the aisle and walked out with my kids. And then there's been times <laughs> where they have gotten like three or four, like a hundred dollars worth of toys just so I can keep them calm enough to be able to get what we need to get and get out. That's so funny. Um, what's the best thing about being pregnant? Honestly, the best thing about being pregnant is probably the attention, and that's crazy, and that sounds horrible, but um, I really liked people, you know, saying, like, I mean, I like that my husband pretty much bows down to anything that I say when I'm pregnant and will leave the house at 3 a.m. to get me limited edition white-covered Oreos, and um (laughs) You pretty much just get like a easy way out of everything. You don't really have to do too much of everything. So I really like the attention, but um, also the anxiety or like the anxiousness of waiting to meet them and see them and see what they look like and all of that. That's also like a really fun part of it. But I mean, honestly, other than that, being pregnant sucks. I mean, I had fairly easy pregnancies with all of them. I never got sick. I pretty much had a good bit of energy the whole time. But it still sucked. I mean, waddling sucks. And being clothes, like all my t-shirts especially got stretched out at the bottom because my stomach was so big. So, I mean, being pregnant is not that glamorous. But I like the attention. I like being waited on hand and foot. And I liked like being so anxious and just like waiting for the moment where I would finally meet her or him. And, you know, the ultrasounds are fun, but pretty much the attention. People love a pregnant woman. They love it. Yeah. I feel like they're like, there's very few pros to being pregnant. Like you can't do a lot of stuff. You can't eat a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, it really sucks. And people try to sugarcoat it and make it seem like it's the best thing in the world. And it is. And you are, I mean, you're growing life. So, I mean, you're doing something important and whatever. But, I mean, it sucks. Pregnancy sucks. No matter what. Even if you have a good pregnancy or even if you have one where you're sick all the time. It still sucks. You gain all this weight. You feel horrible about yourself. You're so uncomfortable. You can't sleep good. I mean, yeah, it sucks. You can't sleep good because, like you're growing someone else inside of you and then you're not going to sleep good for months after you have the baby because you're going to be getting up every few hours. I feel like it's like a year and a half of sleep deprivation probably. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, (laughs) granted, like my children all pretty much by about three or four months, they were sleeping through the night. But I mean, you're still just so exhausted throughout the day that you don't get much 
relaxation. And then when you get in bed at night, you're still up worrying about all the things that need to be done or the things you didn't do. So you never really get a good night's sleep at all. Even if your kids sleep great, you're still just now and you're a mom. So now you're just always worried about things and thinking about things and you're having to stay up later to do this and that and make up for what you didn't have time to do during the day. So, I mean, pregnancy is great. It's fun. I like being pregnant, but I don't like when people just make it seem like it's the best thing in the world because I mean, it does suck no matter what. Yeah. We know you're lying if you say that. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Everybody has, I mean, you have to pee every 20 minutes and it's like the baby. So when you're walking around and mo- and moving a lot in the middle of the day, the baby is asleep. You pretty much put the baby to sleep. So then at night when you're rested or you're trying to rest and you're laying in bed, that's when the kid, the baby is inside of you moving all around in your ribs and kicking and all of that. So, um, yeah, yeah. I hate when people say that it's just so good and whatever, because it is, I mean, it is good and it's great. And you're doing a great, you know, thing, you're growing life and it's going to be a great moment when you finally have it and you get this precious child and whatever, but everybody has something to complain about during pregnancy, no matter what you can gain 20 pounds, you can gain 60 pounds. You're still going to complain that you gained weight. Your feet are going to hurt no matter how long you're on them. You don't have to pee every 20 minutes. It, yeah, it it does just, it, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. There's no way around it. And I don't like when people try to sugarcoat it because you can complain. We have that right. We're growing life. We can complain, let it out. So when Carrie first gets the invitation for her friend's um, baby shower that they go to, she says, sometimes there's nothing harder in life as being happy for someone else, talking about lottery winners, people that are extremely successful, people at a young age, and people that are having babies. But um, I kind of wonder if it's, is it that these things bother us or is it, does it bother us because it's people we know that good things happen to them and we're not sure they deserve it or kind of expected it from them. I think it's people that we know. <laughs> I think, okay, for instance, so when I was pregnant, this go round, we kept the gender a secret until we gave birth and then we found out it was a boy. So the whole time that I was pregnant, I didn't know that it was a boy at the time, but I desperately wanted a girl so bad. So when I would see someone announcing, even if I was, even though I was pregnant, I didn't know if I was having a girl or not. If I saw someone announce that they were having a girl, I was automatically mad and jealous and upset. And it's not that I wasn't happy for them, but it was hard to be happy for them because I wanted a girl so bad and I didn't know if I was having a girl or not. And then I didn't have a girl. So even after I had him, I was, I still loved him. I loved him regardless that he wasn't a girl but it was still hard even after I had him and people were having girls and announcing that they were having a girl. Like it was hard for me to be happy for them because I desperately wanted a girl. So, and I think if anybody wins the lottery, I don't care if I know you or not, I'm mad about it. Yeah. I was- yeah I'm mad about that. But, um, so I don't think it's necessarily hard. I don't think it's necessarily, I think it's just people that we know. I think especially if it's something that we want desperately, that's going to make it even worse. 
I don't necessarily wish bad things on people, but if there's someone that I necessarily don't like and they get something that I want or they do something that I want to do, that makes me 10 times more mad. Yeah, I think in this episode, they kind of, it's not that I think, well, I mean, Charlotte wants a baby, obviously, but not necessarily the others want a baby. I think it's the fact that it's their party friend and no one kind of saw that coming. And it's like, well, how does she settle down and start this life? And like, now she's having a baby. Because I don't feel like I would be mad if someone I didn't know had a girl. Like, I don't think I would necessarily be mad about it. I'd still be envious or jealous about it. But it wouldn't bother me as much as someone that I do know. Yeah, it's more in your face with people that you do know. And then how people go about it, too, is also very, like, bothersome sometimes. Because some people will just... And it's not... I mean, they're so happy about it. So, of course, they're talking about it and going on and on about it or whatever. But it's like, okay, we all know. So, can you shut up? Yeah, we some get of us it. Are okay, mad. Move on. Um, so what are your, your overall feelings on baby showers? Did you like them or were they kind of just torturous? Well, I think it just kind of depends on what type of person you are. I don't necessarily like baby showers just because, I mean, it was I loved getting all those gifts and it was helpful. And I was happy to have everyone there showering my baby and showing their support. But I... It's, I don't know. I don't like sitting up there at the front of everyone and opening all these presents and saying thank you. And I'm also not the best person at hiding my face. So <laughs> if I open up something that I don't like, it's kind of hard for me to show that I don't like it. Yeah. I won't miss, I mean, show that I like it. And it's not that I'm not thankful or whatever. I'm always, I'm thankful for, for the gift, but it's just hard for me. Like, my face doesn't have a filter. It just kind of makes whatever it makes or at that moment. So I didn't really necessarily like all of the attention, which is weird because I just said my favorite thing about being pregnant was getting attention. But when the spotlight is just all on me to open those gifts in front of everyone and then everyone also is wanting to touch on you and feel your belly and take these pictures and, you know, and, I'm not like a traditional baby shower type person. Like I don't want to play all these games and do all that cheesy stuff and whatnot. So it's like you, um, like you were asking me about the baby shower at a bar. I feel like that would be more my thing. Like, yeah, I would be envious if, or a little jealous that I couldn't drink at the bar. But at the same time, that is more, it's more like laid back. It's more my style. We don't have all these crazy games going on, these traditional games that everybody wants to play and whatever. It's kind of just more like a laid-back situation. Okay. Um, So at the baby shower, Charlotte finds out that Lainey steals her baby names. Is this one of the worst things you can do to someone? Okay. So I have a huge problem with this. And... It's silly. Like, I think it's silly to be upset if somebody steals your baby name, but, or still, because, I mean, there's so many kids in the world. Like, somebody is bound to have your child's name, especially if it's not like a, uh, like, especially if it's not like a unique name, if it's more like a common name or whatever. But, so, when Briley is my oldest daughter and her name is B-R-Y-L-I-E. So, 
her dad's name is Brian, and it's B-R-Y-A-N, and then my name is Kylie, K-Y-L-I-E. So her name is Briley, first part of his name, last part of my name. And, like, it wouldn't upset me that someone had her name, but someone that I do know, um, they actually did the same with their name and used the same name. So that kind of bothered, bothered me. Like, they got the idea from us. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, I've always been one to not, like, not follow the leader, or to, yeah, to not, I'm the leader of the pack, I don't follow other people, so I kind of get mad when people copy me, or, like, go off of things that I do, especially because at the time when I had her, I felt like that was so original, and it was so unique, and it was so great that it was both of our names put together, so when a few years later when that girl announced that she was doing the same thing it bothered me that she took my idea because people and, are gonna think like maybe she came up with that concept yeah and that wasn't her idea so and it's like Briley is not even like a super unique or unusual name but I mean the fact that we did it off of both of our names is unique and creative and special to us like, if I had said, this is my kid's, like, this is what my kid's name plans to be, and then someone else just, like, has a baby before me and uses that name, especially if they're close to me, that would upset me. So, like, in her instance, like, that Lainey took her baby's name, yeah, I'd be upset. Yeah. For sure. I would be, too, because it was definitely a different name that she had put some thought into. Don't rub it in my face that you copied me. Yeah. I think that's kind of the key to it. It's like when yeah. you buy clothes and then, like, your friend's like, can I borrow this? And it's like, no, I haven't even worn it, so you can't wear it before me and get compliments me, on it yeah. that I deserve. And don't dare look better than me in it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, also during the baby shower, um, Lainey tells, like, I think she might tell Charlotte or one of the other ones, that at some point that they really need to get serious and settle down. Life isn't just a novel where friends look for love and party and have a life in the city that they need to get serious. Do mothers like to make motherless women feel inadequate or not like to, but do they have a tendency to from like the tone that they take as almost their mother now. So they're trying to like lecture Talk other people, people into being a mother and settling down. And um, I don't necessarily think that they, that, we mean to do it but it's just like I have a friend who's 36 and she doesn't have a serious boyfriend she's not in a serious relationship she doesn't have a child although I enjoy doing that I don't push that on her like I don't say you know hey you're 36 it might be time to settle down now and start thinking about having a child or you know you are less than me because you don't have a child or you don't have a serious relationship or any of that necessarily push that on anyone but I do feel like a lot of people feel like you have to be in a serious relationship and start having babies and you have to do that in your life so I do definitely feel like some people push that on people or try to make them feel like a woman feel like she has to like have a child and do all of this and that and the other I don't think that you have to marry and have a kid to be happy so I don't really too much push that or feel like a woman is less than me because she doesn't have a child or she doesn't want kids or it's just people who feel like they need to be preachy or something people who feel like they were fulfilled they were fulfilled by having a child or having a serious relationship that they don't think anyone else will feel that until they have a child and they they do those things people are like fulfilled by different things so yeah and you know society has put out this 
a picture that we, to be successful, we have to be married and we have to have a family and we have to have this good job and whatnot. And some people just don't, they won't, they don't want a serious relationship. They don't want a child or whatnot. And I don't feel like everyone has, that's not something that you have to do. You can 100% be happy alone by yourself, no children, living your life. And so then they start musing because they're like, I guess, early 30s at this point of the show. And they're talking about how they don't want to be 40-year-old moms. Do you think it's easier or harder to have babies at a younger age? Um, so I've always wondered this myself because I always, I always say that I'm glad that I had them that I had my children younger and I went ahead and got all the baby making out of the way that way. Cause I'll be like in my early forties when my oldest is 18. So all of my children will pretty much be out of my home and I'll still be young enough to, you know, have fun and go out and do these things and whatnot. So I don't, I feel like it might would be harder if you were a little older because not only that, just, unfortunately as we get older our bodies get older as well mm -hmm. and I could not imagine being even in my late 30s early 40s having like the amount of children and the ages that they are now like there's I just feel like there's no way I could mentally do it but at the same time um so I was in school when I had my first child and I was on the way like to becoming a gynecologist so going to med school and all that and having children I had to put that on hold and I pretty much had to put those dreams to the side so in a way it's good and then in a way it's not you kind of just have to like balance out because now like I had to put a dream that I had always had like I pretty much had to let that go and realize that that was not going to happen right now or anytime soon or while my kids were young and I pretty much had to change like my whole career profession and what I wanted to do and all that because there's no way I could handle med school with four kids right now. I like to say that I'm superwoman, but I, that's something I could not do. So I would, it would have, sometimes I think it's better because then you can actually start your career, you know, get your degree, do whatever you want to do career wise, you know, still go out and have fun and you can travel. That's one thing that I miss or that I miss out on is I really wanted to do a lot of traveling. I kind of had to put that on hold. And that's something that I plan to do once my children are older and in school is travel to different countries. I mean, I definitely think it would be harder to have them physically at an yeah. older age, but like mentally, um, maybe like financially not. you'll be literally like financially place. it would have been better to have it was it would be better to have them at an older age it's just I think it's like shifting your priorities as to like what you want to do and when yeah it really yeah that's exactly it really just depends on when you want to do stuff and so for me I wanted to travel I wanted to finish school I didn't get that opportunity at first it's not to say that I can't come back and do that if you want to wait on the things that you want to do or if that's, this is something that you want to do now. So towards the end, um, Samantha decides to throw an I don't have a baby shower. And Lainey feels really left out when she hears about it and shows up to the party pregnant. And while she's there, she's saying she has no idea what happened to her dream. Um, then she tries to be her old party girl self and just can't do it. 
So have you ever like tried to do anything, not necessarily a party or just like even going out at all and drinking and it just doesn't feel right since you're in a different phase of your life and you're just done with it and just don't have time for it now? Definitely. And also I think um, your friends and the people that you surround yourself with also contribute to that. It's not appeasing to me to go out and have a drink or go to the bar or go to a party or go do this and that. Um, that's, I don't necessarily like it too much. I'll do it just because I know that as a mom, I need my own space and my own time. And I need to do things away from the house and away from the kids and away from my husband. But I, not only that, I just can't hang like I used to. Like I used to be able to drink till 3am and then wake up at 7am and go to work. And I can't do that no more because I wake up and I feel like death. That used to be my thing. I used to love going to the bars or going to people's houses and hanging out and drinking and having a good time and going and doing adventures and doing this and doing that. And it's not fun to me no more. Like, I can handle it for a good 10 minutes and maybe 30, but... By then, I'm just, I'm ready to go home and I'm pretty much just like sucking it up and dealing with it and kind of forcing myself to like it. But it's the same thing with like, some of my friends have kids and some of them don't. Like, that's something that I go and do with my friends who don't have kids. And I kind of just suck it up and like do it to hang out with them so that I do have time with them doing something with them that they enjoy. But I would much rather hang out with my mom friends, like friends who have kids. And it's like, I would much rather hang out with them when like, if it's just us, not like play dates or bring my kids over, you bring your kids over and us hang out just because I still have a friendship. I still have a bond and a connection with those people who don't have kids, but I can relate more to my ones who do have kids. They understand that I'm tired. And usually when we hang out, we just go over there and we are, we're at someone's house and we're just sitting around being lazy and drinking wine and talking and gossiping and whatever. Like we're not having to go and go out in public and go here and go there and do this and do that. And we just, we have more to talk about. We know what the other one does or doesn't want to do, or we know that we want to be lazy because we've dealt with kids all day. And we know that we can vent about that. Whereas they, my friends who don't have kids, they don't know really, or understand fully that lifestyle that we live. It's hard to connect with them sometimes, but I mean, we still have a connection and I still enjoy my time with them, but it's just hard for them to understand sometimes. Um, about what I'm going through or how I might feel or why I am tired at 11 o'clock and want to go home and get in the bed. And Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even have a kid, but I'm, like, done partying. <laughs> well, we're old. We're so old now. I, can't, I was telling someone a story earlier, and they were like, how old were you when this happened? I was like, oh, I like 18 or 19. And they're like, no wonder you're such a grandma already now. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. I had all my fun earlier in life, and it's – I don't like have any desire for that anymore. I did all that. I've experienced it and it's over with now. That part of my life is gone. But I feel like even if I didn't have kids, I still would be that same way. Yeah. Like I know what hangovers are now and I'd prefer to just not have them. Yeah. And they hit us so much differently, man. We're so old. Used to, I could just wake up, 
drink a Gatorade and Advil and be on about my business and be fine. But now it takes me about freaking two days to get over one hangover off of two glasses of wine. I get so anxious when I drink too. I don't. I don't like it. I don't necessarily like to drink. And there's only certain things that I can drink because, like, wine is good for me. I like to drink wine. That's pretty much the only thing I really like to drink. But I, when I drink, I drink. Like, it doesn't, so alcohol doesn't hit me all of a sudden or it doesn't hit me at that point. It takes a minute for it to get in my system and whatever. So I'll just be drinking, drinking, drinking and not know my limit. And then every time I just get sick. And I'm also not... I don't make good decisions when I drink. I don't make good decisions at all. I know that we all make bad decisions, but I really don't make good decisions when I drink. And I'm just a totally different person. I I like to relax and wind down. So that's why I like wine. If I go out here and try to take all these shots and whatever, I'm going to act a fool. I'm going to act like I have no sense. So any final thoughts you have on this episode? (laughs) I kind of feel like it might scare women from having children or from wanting kids or from wanting to take that next step in their life and it's not it's not scary I don't feel like a lot of women are like just so scared and like they're not going to know what to do or they're not going to know how to take care of a child or if they're ready for a child and honestly the truth is you're never ready for a child you you're never ready. It doesn't even matter if you've had one child, no children, four children. You're never ready. It's a new ball game. Every child you have after the first one, and then even just the first one, it's a new ball game. So you're never ready, and you you never really feel prepared for it at all. And it's just something you learn and you pick up once you do it. But it's very rewarding. It's very hard, but it's very rewarding. And you're still your own person. Like, at some point during the baby shower, they go around and, like, interview all the the other moms at the shower. And they all kind of have their confession time. Like, I have an internet lover. I like to smoke a joint sometimes. So, just because you have a baby doesn't mean you have to lose yourself. You can still have your your little secrets and hold on to Yeah, definitely. You still, you know, you still, you don't just, you don't change completely. You still have you know, your fun side and the things that you do, just, we all have things that we still do. And it's not like you change completely when you're a mom. And I feel like a lot of people are scared of that too. And they don't know how, like how much they'll change or if they'll like the person that they change into, but there's still a piece of you there. And that piece grows too. And it still stays there and you just get better. I guess you get a better version of yourself while still having a little piece of your old self. Keep the best part of your old self. You hang on to what really matters of your old self and then get to add, like, the new stuff along the way. Yeah, definitely. And you, but it's, I mean, you do have to work hard to keep a part of yourself. And you you have to work hard to keep yourself happy, too. Because you spend your whole day making sure that everyone else is happy and that everyone else is taken care of and everything's fine. That you will lose yourself if you let yourself you have to be worried about yourself too because and it's hard for a lot of moms to do that because they just want to put every ounce of energy and everything they have into their children but at the same time you have to worry about you too because they're not going to be able they're not going to be happy unless you're happy so it's really important to hold on to yourself as much as you can and not let it slip away in all the hustle and bustle of your life that you have now that you have kids. 
I think that's the perfect positive note to end on for everyone. So thank you so much for talking with me on this episode today. You're welcome. I've enjoyed it. It was nice to talk to you and catch up.